You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. So Nick Friedell is joining us now. We're tipping off the show strong. Nick, good afternoon. How you doing? Anita, I'm doing great. And as somebody who has been a basketball fan my whole life, being at the Garden last night in that environment was pretty awesome because you didn't need any of the fake noise that all these teams pump in. And you didn't need anybody screaming, yelling, just just for the hell of it. I mean, people were into it from before the opening tip, and it was a pretty awesome experience for any basketball fan. I would imagine, uh, and again, Nick Verdell joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, Let us live vicariously through you because uh, obviously I wasn't there. I'm sure there's people listening to the show right now. I'd love to open up the phone lines, 800-919-3776. We'd love to hear from you. If you were there, I'd like to live vicariously through you. I mentioned this on our Daily Wager show last night. Uh, I said, lay the points, the one and a half with the Knicks, also the second best team in regard to the first quarter. So I like the Knicks minus one in the first quarter as well. But, you know, I, I felt a big reason why was was home court advantage. To me, more significant at the Garden than anywhere else. So, um, you know, I, I, I love that this is how we're starting off the show. And, uh, and I know it's going to be a quick turnaround. Of course, uh, game four tomorrow, one o'clock at the Garden. Expecting just the same type of intensity and crowd, right, Nick? Anita, that place is going to be roaring. <laughs> I mean, that was the, the 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 conversation around the fourth quarter up uh, up top in that press box with a few of my friends up there was, man, if we think it's loud right now, and it was, it is going to be roaring in there tomorrow afternoon because the Knicks can smell blood. Their fans can smell blood. You go up 3-1 on a young team that just looked completely knocked out by the moment last night, if they can find a way, the Knicks, to win game four and go back to Cleveland, they would have a stranglehold on this series and all the momentum that they would need. So absolutely I expect it to be just like it was last night. And whatever anyone thought listening to it, any fan watching on ABC or, or listening on the radio, I promise you it was louder in there. And the players just, felt it, and it absolutely made a difference. Just out of curiosity, did they show, like, the decibel level? Was that ever shown at any point in time in, in the arena I don't at all? Remember, I don't remember seeing that one, but, uh, but uh, it, Anita, I, I put it this way. I've been in there where in other arenas where they do show it. And you think, oh, that's pretty loud. For me, in the last few years covering the league, and before I came to New York a little over a year ago, I was covering the Warriors, and that last year at Oracle got really, really loud. Last night was louder. There was just a a frenzy, again, before the game had even started, but once you felt in the second half like the Knicks were running away with it, and Obi Toppin especially, he threw down that alley-oop, and got fouled last night. It was just roaring, and 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 it was a lot of fun to be in that atmosphere. I'm sure. I, I wish uh, again. I'm jelly, very jelly right now. Wish I was going on Sunday afternoon as well. All right. Well, let's break down all the reasons why the Knicks now are sitting at two and one, beating the Cavs ninety nine to seventy nine. 
Swarming defense for sure. The Cavs shot 38.8% from the field, only 21.2% from downtown. Garland played 33 minutes, only put up 10 points. He was 4 of 21. And Donovan Mitchell, 38 minutes, 9 of 19. He had 22.7 rebounds and 5 assists. So, you know, what did you see with that Knicks defense uh, that just was was so, uh, I mean, what would be the adjective you would describe it? I mean, they were just, uh, they were fantastic. I'd say energetic. Anita, they were everywhere. And after the way that the defense kind of got shredded at times, especially in that second half in game two, you knew the Tibbs would have a different play in place. Uh, but uh, they they weren't afraid to to move everywhere. And I thought Josh Hart actually uh, had a, a good answer that summed up uh, the, the question here. And he said, you're just a lot more physical. And when you start knocking guys down or, or you you put an elbow in their chest when they're they're running through everything, they don't want to feel that later in the game. All that stuff kind of catches up to them. So uh, I think the physicality was much, much more on the side of the Knicks. It was clearly a, a teaching point over the last few days in preparation for game three. But the thing I would be a little wary of at least is, and this is where I give the crowd, going back to our first point here, a lot of credit. I think the, the Cavs just, they had no idea what to expect, and and the crowd really did them in on top of what the Knicks defense was doing to them on the floor because they were getting some open shots, and they weren't knocking those down either. So uh, all around, it was the, exactly the type of performance the Tibbs and that staff were hoping for, and they got it in a major, major way last night. You know, you, you talk about the physicality. I felt like the way the officiating has been, and not just in this series, you know, let's look at the officiating, what's going on with the Kings and the Golden State Warriors as well. You know, I I think, I think the more that they let these guys play and whoever brings the most physicality, especially with these two series, this series and the Kings Golden State series, I feel that's the team that wins it at the end of the game, the team that does bring the physicality and, and the, the crews, the ref, the officiating that's allowing these guys to ball and really bang and get physical in the paint. Agree or disagree? I agree completely. I mean, if you're going to let these teams be that physical, Anita, it's going to favor a team that wants to get into a rock fight with you anyway. I mean, I can just imagine – Tim sitting there this morning watching that film going, oh, yeah, <laughs> okay. <'Cause laughs> that is exactly the style of play that the Knicks want. They want to just beat you up. They want to uh, they want to play with that edge that uh, the players always talk about, and then they want to hit some big shots around. And so uh, you, you, you take the benefit of the way the game is being called, and then you factor in, okay, well, R.J. Barrett, who was, completely uh, non-existent in games one and two in Cleveland. He starts knocking down some shots. And then you've got Brunson, uh, who really hit some big shots down the stretch to to close things out and, and keep that that lead so large that the game was just kind of over in the fourth. So 
Uh, I think it, it absolutely favors the Knicks if the whistles are going to stay the way they've been. And I'm with you as I've watched other series unfold. I, I like it, frankly, because I, I grew up <laughs> in the 90s watching these games. And yep. it reminds me of an older school basketball that's missing in this era of the game. Bad boy Detroit Pistons, for sure. Um, 14 steals, so obviously some forced uh, turnovers that uh, that defensively the Knicks were able to benefit off of, transition offense off those turnovers. And then this really has been, in my opinion, the underlying success as to why the Knicks won game one and game three, and that's their bench play. The Knicks bench, 39 points. The Cavs bench, 14 points. So obviously, you know, a lot of that is Josh Hart. 29 minutes, 13 points, six rebounds. You know, it's, I, I think it's, it's, it was advantageous that the Knicks had those two days for him to, to, to get healthier with that ankle. Uh, did you talk to him after the game? How did he feel after the game in, in regard to the injury that he's dealing with? Well, I think he's feeling really good. And I'll, I'll give you some anecdotal evidence, Anita, because he comes into the press conference room last night at the Garden. And he's got a box of popcorn with him. So he, you know he's in a good mood, and he's eating his popcorn. And then his friend Jalen Brunson comes in, and he sits down next to him. Jalen's answering these questions, and here's Josh. He's just throwing down the popcorn, just looking at him, just enjoying the moment. I mean, we have to remember here, not only does Hart fit perfectly into what defines a Tibbs player, Hart's playing for the in the postseason for the first time in his career. So he – had that great game one, but he twisted his ankle. He, he didn't move around as well in game two. He got that treatment that you mentioned, and all of a sudden in game three, he is a major difference maker again. But to the broader point, and I think it's a, a very good one that you brought up because before the series, everyone thought, all right, if the Knicks are going to win this, they're going to have to use the depth that they have, and they're going to have to get guys to, to play – off the bench at, at a, a higher point. And there's Josh Hart, who's who's been at the forefront of everything. But that depth and Hartenstein getting some big rebounds and, and being active down low, when you have more players that you trust, that is a huge advantage over the course of a seven-game series. And it's one that the Knicks have very clearly used and will continue to do so against the Cleveland team. That I mean, You look at that bench and you go, this, this is it? So uh, I think the Knicks are feeling great about the depth they've got. They have to. Nick Friedle joining us here at 98.7 ESPN. Um, Grimes, uh, shoulder injury, from what I understand, which definitely hurt me. I had over eight and a half points last night. He played 13 minutes. He only put up two. What's the latest with him? Do you know? Uh, right now, all we know, I mean, in true tips fashion, he called it a contusion. <laughs> when you saw Grimes walk off the floor, you're like, that shoulder's hanging there. So uh, we'll see is is all we know right now. Uh, but, again, this ties into what we were just talking about. If if you don't see Grimes or if he's limited in any way, there's Hart. Uh, you know, Barrett played better. You, you can get contributions and feel good about where your team is, even if uh, somebody is, is knocked down potentially uh, for a game or two just because you like the way – that the roster has come together. So for now, we don't know too much more than that. 
And you mentioned R.J. Barrett finally coming alive, 19 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. What do you feel the difference was in this game? Just he plays better at the Garden? Yeah, but I'd also tell you that he sits down last night at the podium and he's asked, R.J., when did you know that you kind of had everything back in a rhythm with your shot? And he pauses and you're like, okay. And he goes, Wednesday. And so a few of us are starting to chuckle, and he goes, no, I'm serious, Wednesday. I think what occurred is he got back, he he just played terribly in those first two games, and he got in the gym, and he figured out what he needed. So there is absolutely a comfort level playing at home, and there always will be, especially for, for the guys that aren't on that star level. And I know that RJ wants to get to that point, but right now in his career, he's, he's, he's just not there. But when you start to find that rhythm and you hit a couple of your first shots and you see the ball go through, I think that's a, a real thing for a lot of young players. And once he started to get that confidence early, because he carried them offensively in what was probably the worst court, first quarter I've ever seen <laughs> in a playoff game. Uh, but he got it going, they followed his lead, and, and he really stepped up when they needed him to. Uh, really quick before we let you go, I, I know you've got some uh, some media availabilities to get to. Uh, you've spent a lot of time covering the Nets. Uh, they are about to kick off at 1 o'clock. 76ers going up against the Nets um, and, and potentially on the verge of a sweep with the 76ers. Uh, news today is that Embiid will be out because of an ankle issue. I mean, any 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 shot that the Nets extend the series with no Embiid, or or do you think this is it? I think there is a shot. I always thought before the series started, needed that the Nets would get a game, and I was basing that on two things. One, they just play really hard, and that's a credit to the players first and foremost, but to Jacques Vaughn. I think the players respect him. <laughs> it's not like ah, one, two, three, Cancun. Let's get out of here. We're done. Uh, I think those those Nets players want to do right by him, and they're a bunch of young guys who want to prove something to themselves. So I, I think there is a chance today. And the other part is I just never believed, and this is why I don't believe in the Sixers as a, a true title contender, that James Harden can play the way he played in game three before he got ejected all the time. There are just too many times and too many examples through the years where Harden doesn't show up the same way. So, yeah, I think they have a chance today, and I think they can get a game, but I, this is this is just two teams on a completely different level. This is a Sixers team that is still really good, and Embiid's probably going to be the MVP, and a Nets team that does not match what their record really is, of course, because – they traded Kevin and Kyrie. So that is uh, the Nets' dilemma moving forward is what exactly are they and what are they going to add to try and uh, and build with in the future. But as far as today, I, I think they have a legit chance, and, and I don't buy them as the type of team that's going to be down 3-0 and just completely roll over. Well, uh, they're getting two at home. The over-under is 209. Uh, the Suns going up against the Clippers later on this afternoon as well. Phoenix up on that series 2-1. The Clippers without Kawhi, of course, without Paul George. I think the Suns roll. The Bucks going up against the Heat. 
Not sure, no word yet in regard to Giannis, whether or not he's going to be active or attractive. That series all tied up at one. Um, Milwaukee favored by five on the road in Miami. 220 is the over-under. And, and, and last but not least, before I let you go, Nick, really the big story here is at 10 o'clock Eastern tonight, the Grizzlies going up against the Lakers. Uh, Dylan Brooks poking that bear, LeBron James. What are you expecting from LeBron James tonight? Uh, Anita, <laughs> the fact that LeBron cut that press conference off yesterday told me that Dylan Brooks is absolutely in his head a little bit. <laughs> because he's just not used to seeing that. Now, LeBron is uh, – just such an all-time great that, yeah, you know, if he came out and dropped 40, sure, you could see it. I have always believed, and we talked about it last weekend, I just think the, the Grizzlies are a little bit better. I think they're just a deeper team. I, I just don't buy that LeBron and AD can play the way they're going to need to play throughout this series to close it down, which is why I never believed in the hype of, ah, the Lakers have turned everything around they need. We'll see. But if it's me, I am absolutely taking the points and riding with Memphis because I just think that team has enough juice to walk into whatever the hell Staples is now called, crypto, and and find a way to, to get a road win and, and knock down LeBron. And, and seeing how not only Brooks responded the other night, but seeing how LeBron has been uh, responded in the last couple of days that 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 leads me to believe that that Brooks has done exactly what he hoped to do. Nick Friedel joining us. Uh, so appreciate your time, Nick. I know how busy you are. So thank you, my friend. Really do appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the game tomorrow afternoon. Anytime, Anita. Thanks for squeezing me in. Have a great show. You got it. Nick Friedel such a, does a phenomenal job. Uh, covering both, of course, the Nets and the Knicks. Uh, by the way, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, still no word if John Morant is going to play today at the Crypto.com Arena in L.A. against the Lakers and LeBron James. I'm most looking forward to this game more than anything else today. Um, the Grizzlies getting four and a half. The over-under is 221 and a half. We get back. We're going to open, open up the phone lines. It's time for Knicks fans to get on board. 800-919-3776. Let's talk about it. Knicks up 2-1 on the series. Held the Cavs to under 80 points. First time all season long a team has done that against an opponent in the NBA. R.J. Barrett finally stepping up. If you were at the uh, the the uh, if you were at the Garden last night, I'd love to hear from you. Um, and and I guess right now I'd, I'd like to know from Knicks fans, you know, how confident are you that they're going to build on this game? And I'm with Nick. If they win tomorrow, game over. They go back to Cleveland, up 3-1 in the series. Boy, Knicks now, I, I think now we can start talking about, all right, how do they match up against the Milwaukee Bucks? 800-919-3776. Nita Marks with you on this Saturday afternoon here at 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Uh, what a great time for Knicks fans. I tell you that. That's for sure. 800-919-3776. We're going to get to your calls in just a second. Uh, just want to break down the show for you. Uh, talking all things Knicks right now. Good friend of mine, Mike Gideon, is going to be joining us at 1.30 this afternoon. This coming week. It's all about the draft. Round one on Thursday night, round two on Friday night. Is this the week? Aaron Aaron Rodgers watch. That trade goes down. Mike is one of the best um, NFL scouts out there in the business. Uh, there's at least 15 NFL teams that utilize his service uh, in regard to scouting. And so each and every year we are blessed to have him here on 98.7 ESPN. So I'm going to ask him his thoughts on uh, on the Jets looking for an offensive lineman at 13. Who does he like? Uh, the Giants looking for either a wide receiver or a cornerback. And uh, and also want to get his thoughts on on what potentially could happen with the Jets and, and Aaron Rodgers and, you know, that second-round pick. What, what are the Jets giving up in regard to talent? Excuse me. In regard to talent uh, for, uh, for Aaron Rodgers. If, of course, all the reports out there hold true that a second-round pick will be utilized to attain Aaron Rodgers from... Uh, from, uh, of course, the uh, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, we'll talk some more M- NBA with you uh, just momentarily in about 30 minutes. You've got the 76ers and the Nets tipping off. I've got some plays there. We've got four NBA games on the slate. To me, none more exciting than tonight at 10 o'clock Eastern with the Grizzlies going up against the Lakers and how LeBron might respond. Also, Rich Samini and Rob Demosky stopped, uh, checked in with me earlier this week on Bet My Digital Show. I'm going to play that clip for you as well. And, uh, and of course, as always, it's a Saturday afternoon, so we'll hear from Joe Wiz. Devils and Rangers, getting at it later on tonight at 8 o'clock. You'll be able to listen to that right here on 98.7 ESPN. Blue Jays and Yankees, Mets out in San Francisco. 8-1 uh, and one their last nine games. How about that? Um, either e- Even with uh, Max Scherzer suspended. So there's that. So a lot to talk about. It's a lot, a lot to dive into. And we've got a full bank of calls so let's get to it let's go to um let's go to mike in midland park mike welcome in hey anita i just wanted to refer to that that one offensive rebound by josh hart maybe in the first or second quarter it it was amazing there was like three other nicks in the area but josh hart is flying in across i mean the guy's playing on a bad ankle i just think that play right there was was one of those plays where cleveland's like oh all right this is this is going to be tough. Like this crowd started kind of simmering down after that first quarter, and just just his contribution like that is just immeasurable. Yeah, Mike. Listen, I I really it's interesting. You know, there's there's some talk, and thanks for the phone call, Mike. There's talk like you know that the, the Knicks have a a mini big three. Do they have a legit one? Yeah, listen, Julius Randle had an off night. 11 points, eight rebounds, three assists. He was two of 10 from three-point range. He was setting himself up there on the corner. 
if you watch the game, if you were there, you know what I'm talking about. Like he just like, I just feel like he was like setting himself up. Maybe he was feeling it. He thought he'd hit a lot more three pointers than he did. Two of 10, obviously uh, that took him off his game. But you know, the season that, that Julius Randle has been having is fantastic. As we know, he made it to the all-star game. But nonetheless, you know, if, if you want to say that the Knicks have a mini big three with Julius Randle, Brunson, and R.J. Barrett, okay. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> throw in Josh Hart. I know he's your sixth man off the bench. But boy, I just, I, I feel that what, he's, what he has been able to do and how he has contributed to this Knicks roster and this, this Knicks team, I think just as important as R.J. Barrett. Just as, and definitely in game one and game two, um, if not more so. If not more so. Uh, let's go to Steve in New Jersey. Steve, you were at the game last night? Oh, I'm so jelly. How was Most, it? Yeah. I'm so proud to be in New Yorker right now. It was unbelievable. The garden was alive like I haven't heard ever, frankly. And I was at the finals in 99-2000. I mean, the defense chant the first, the first couple times drowned out the entire world. Um, I mean, it was just, I was so proud to be there. A season ticket holder. We came through hard. We were so hungry and they gave us a little something to nosh on and we went nuts. (laughs) Steve, that's so Steve, are you going back tomorrow? Are you, are you going back to the one o'clock game? I can't get there tomorrow, but I was, I was telling your screener, I'll be there for six and seven. I'm just hoping I don't have to pay for him. I'm thinking Nick's and five. We got to go. And the, and the thing that makes the difference is the D. The D in terms of de- defense and in terms of depth. We are not a big three. We're not a big one or two. We're a team. And this team's going places, I think. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Steve. Thanks for the phone call. I'm with you. I like the team mentality, the team atmosphere, the camaraderie. Um, I'm with you. 800-919-3776. Tyree, Joe, Mark, Richard, hang tight. We'll get you guys when we get back. Anita Mark's with you on the Saturday afternoon talking all things Knicks as now they're sitting two and one in this series back at the Garden tomorrow at 1 o'clock for Game 4. 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This this is great, uh, but Sunday's uh, a new game. I mean, I mean, we want to carry it over, but at the same time, now we gotta be focused. We gotta be ready to go. It's not gonna just be handed to us. We gotta go out there and get it. Brunson. What movie is this from, guys? Do you remember? What 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 movie? What movie do you think now, this, this I'm, is? I'm like, probably mistaken, but I did hear this in Like Mike. Classic Like what's Mike. What's Like movie. Mike? I don't even know what that is. What's Like Mike? Wait, you never heard of Like Mike before? No. What kind of, what movie is that? I think we should move on. Why? 
Like Mike, like, the basketball movie with Bow Wow. Oh, five, like, oh, six, I think it was. It was. They, they made like a second Mike. one. Morris Chestnut was, I believe, in the second one as well. It's a kid movie. Yeah, I was a kid when I saw it. That's why it's... Yeah, uh, no, no, not for me. Like Mike 2 Streetball with the yeah, elect- no. electric shoes. No, no. But what was, what was the movie where, like, it was like they were high... They, they were like they they were neighbors. They grew up together, and then he ended up going to play in the NBA. She went to go grow up to play in in the WNBA, and they like they fell in love. They had like this like really kind of like on and off relationship, and then they ended up together at the end. What year was this? What year was this? Movie? I think that's. I think um, is it Morris Chest, Chestnut? I think he starred in it. Oh, I um, think I think that's where that I think that's where that that song is from. Anybody knows, hit us up. Anita Marks at Twitter, M-A-R-K-S, please. Um, all right. Hey, listen, uh, we, we want to, we're really excited about this. Uh, the Jets have a flag high school player of the week each week fueled by Gatorade. Each week during the girls flag football season, which is happening right now, by the way, the Jets and Gatorade will recognize a player of the week following a series of regular season games at the Atlantic Health Jets Training Center. Each player of the week will receive a thousand dollar donation from the Jets and Gatorade in their name to support their high school's girls flag football program. How great's that? Uh, we'll be announcing the award each week right here on my show um, on ESPN, of course, uh, New York. This week's recipient is Stella Oralana. She's a junior running back from Mount Olive High School in Flanders, New Jersey. Uh, they won 38 nothing against Essex Tech to improve the record to 2-0 on the season. Uh, Stella ran for 150 yards, gathering two touchdowns, one which came on the opening drive of the game. And on the defensive, she plays offense and defense. How much of a stud is this chick? Um, she had two interceptions. Uh, she also is the leading scorer on their soccer team. This, <laughs> this chicken ball, man. Watch out. So congratulations, Stella. You are the Jets in the Gatorade girls uh, flag football, of course, uh, player of the week. So congratulations. Uh, that is just completely awesome. 800-919-3776. Like I said, we're going to continue with your calls. Uh, let's go to Mark in Manhattan. Mark, welcome in. Hey, how you doing? Hi. Well, you were at the game well, last well, night? Well, Talk well, to us, man. Talk yeah, to us. How great was it? Yeah. Head still ringing. That's how loud it was. That place was bonkers, and uh, I think it really assisted in uh, really intimidating the Cavs because they really couldn't get uh, comfortable. By the young guys struggled. That was their worst offensive output of the season. I mean, you hold a team under eighty points. That's that's incredible, especially in, in today's game. Eighty points is typically almost a, a first half, and to lock them down like they did was incredible. As far as uh, the Knicks go. Just I love what I saw Brunson doing what he does. Just incredible, controlling the game, making the plays, dishing the rock, finding the open man. I thought to me the the key besides Josh Hart was R.J. Barrett. He's really been slumping. They really need him to be more consistent. And hopefully, that was a, a breakout game in these playoffs for him because they're not going to go far if they get nothing out of him. So I hope to, last night was a, a lightning pitch about that. As far as tomorrow night, tomorrow's a critical game though. We know the Cavs are not going to probably struggle like they did last night. If the Knicks have to bog down and try to pull pull out and, and try to put that game away early because we know Donovan Mitchell is going to go off. Garland, they got a lot of weapons. Evan Mobley, so I'm expecting the Knicks to come out 
try to grind them out, make it a slugfest again, and put that game away. Because I think you put yourself in a great position because it's a tie 2-2 going back to Cleveland. That's not a good sign for the Knicks. So I'm hoping tomorrow is going to be critical home game. I hope they can take that lead and put their foot on their necks because this Cleveland team is still dangerous and they can still win the series. Thanks for the time. Are you, are you, going, are you going back to the game, Mark? Are you going back tomorrow? Uh, no, unfortunately, yeah. I'll go to a watch party, though. Um, too, too damn expensive. But uh, if I can get a free ticket, yeah, definitely go. But otherwise, I'll be at a watch party. <laughs> Leave them on. All right, Mark. Enjoy. Enjoy. Let's go to Joe. Calling him from Florida. Joe, Knicks fan down in Florida representing. Joe, welcome in. Hey, Anita. How you doing? Yes. And I, I'm a little jelly, as you put it also, being down here and not being able to be up there to watch that. But, uh, yeah, that was a great game. And, um, you know, we talked last week and I was just saying how, you know, RJ, you know, if he gives you something, he just adds another dimension to this team. You know, like, you know, I know he was off the first two games, but, he, you know, when he's on, I mean, it just adds another dimension. It opens up things for Randall and Brunson. And, uh, you know, he's a good player. He's just inconsistent. But uh, we hope, like the other previous caller said, that, you know, he stays on his game. And, you know, the other thing I was gonna, I was telling the screener was that, you know, I think his hindsight is 2020. But Jalen Brunson, Brunson I, I was all on for Donovan Mitchell. Uh, he's from the same area uh, up in uh, New York that I'm from. But look, he's, I think Jalen Brunson was a better fit for this team than he would have been. Uh, and, you know, he wanted to be here. His father's in the organization. It just, it, looking at them head-to-head, I said, I'd rather have Jalen here. But, uh, anyway, a great game and, and great to talk to you again. Joe, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, listen, I'm not taking anything away from Jalen Brunson. Love the addition of Jalen Brunson. He's awesome. But Donovan Mitchell is <laughs> Donovan Mitchell is special. And not to say Brunson's not. Not to say Brunson's not. And there's a lot to say about chemistry. And I think him being here and, and, and the addition of Josh Hart and the fact that they played at Villanova, there's, there's so many positives. I don't want this to come across like, oh, you know, I'm disappointed that the Knicks didn't get Donovan Mitchell and instead got Jalen Brunson. That's not what I'm saying. But, man, Donovan Mitchell is he's special. That guy's special. So, um, but it is what it is. And the Knicks are sitting here 2-1 up on this series. Let's go to Tyree in New Jersey. Tyree, welcome in. Hi, hi, Anita. Can you hear me? I can. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I just wanted to touch on a couple points before I let you go. So the movie that you were trying to figure out was called Love and Basketball. Love and basketball, Tyree. Yes, it was so good, right? So good, and the soundtrack was awesome. I want to let you know that music wasn't in Love and Basketball. It was in Like Mike. So I just wanted to let you know that. No. Oh, Harvey. Oh, Harvey wins. Harvey wins. (laughs) So my 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 next point here. I'm from Jersey, right? Now. I'm from Patterson, New Jersey, so I'm just a hop, skipping away, jumping away, right? So um, let, I'm going to just state the obvious because it's, it feels like our cousins in New York, they always question whether our, where our loyalty lies in, in sports teams. So um, when Brooklyn moved from, from New Jersey, when they went to Brooklyn, when you took our team from New Jersey and went to Brooklyn, you gave everybody in New Jersey the right to pick whatever team they want to root for now. So let's just get the obvious out the way. But I'm a Knicks fan. 
I grew up a Nets fan. He took my team away from me, and we were sorry, and then Melo came into town. What do you think is going to happen? You're going to generate and gain Knicks fans in New Jersey now, right? So let's just get out of the way. Um, yeah, Knicks had a great game. Jalen Brunson's been the man. But the main thing, the main person that stepped up was R.J. Barrett. I was so happy to see him play good, so happy to see him look comfortable. And, um, yeah, it was it was just a great game, and I hope they, they win the series. That's all I got. Tyree, Tyree, thanks for the phone call, and thanks for, uh, for you know, confirming – um, that that Harvey was right, uh, and 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 also, <laughs> and also reminding me what the name of that movie was. I appreciate it. Um, Ken, let's go to Ken really quick before we take a break. Uh, Ken, you you were you were going to chime in in regard to to uh, the soundtrack for the movies that Harvey and I were yeah. talking about. Yeah, he just stole my thunder. Um, it was Love and Basketball, and by the way, that was Omar Epps, not Morris. There we go. Omar Epps. Thank you. Thank you. I'm wrong on so many fronts. It's okay. Like like Mike was not a not a kid's movie, by the way. (laughs) It was not a kid's movie. It was not a I I don't think so. I mean like like the gentleman said, that music was from that movie as well. And that was uh, of course about um, you know, uh, the kid the the guy wearing the sneakers that turned him into Michael Jordan. Oh, okay. Now it's coming back to me. I I, I never saw it. And Ken, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. Uh, We get back. We'll continue with your calls. J-Mac, Richard Frank, hang tight. Also, uh, you've got a 76ers net series that's about to kick off, tip off, really, uh, at 1 o'clock. I've got one particular play that I love in this matchup. I'll share that with you when we get back. Nina Marks with you on the Saturday afternoon talking all things Knicks as they're 2-1 and one up on the series. Beat the Cavs 99-79 to 79 last night. Let's continue to talk about it right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. For tomorrow afternoon, 1 o'clock, you'll be able to listen to that game right here on 98.7 ESPN. I'm back with you tomorrow morning. Bright and early, 8 a.m. for On the Tee, talking all things golf from 8 to 9 a.m. And then, of, of course, uh, regular programming, the Anita Mark Show from 9 to noon. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we'll bring you your Knicks pregame show and then, of course, tip-off <clears throat> right here on 90.7 ESPN. By the way, this segment brought to you by Skyway Golf Course out there in Jersey City. Uh, weather is absolutely beautiful. Hopefully, your golf game is starting to get in full effect. And if you do live in the New York and New Jersey area, specifically the Hoboken uh, Jersey City area. Boy, I, I hope you for sure, even Manhattan, have tried out um, Skyway Golf Course for sure. 800-919-3776. Really quick before we get we continue with your calls. Again, we're about six minutes away from tip-off for the 76ers and the Nets. No, no Embiid. He's not playing because of an ankle issue. I love Maxi Over 26 and a half points today. Um, he's just been fantastic. Uh, In 10 games without Embiid, he averages 29 points, okay? Without Embiid, he averages 29 points in 10 games. So that's a pretty nice size sample uh, for for Maxi. So again, Maxi over 26 and a half points. That is how I would play. That would be my prop bet, my favorite bet in this matchup against the 76ers and the Nets. And again, I will keep you posted throughout the show 
what what that that score total looks like as well. Coming up in our second hour, Mike Gideons is going to join me from Pro Scout Inc. We are uh, just on the precipice of the week that will be the NFL draft. So I thought it'd be great to get Mike on and uh, and and us do a deep dive into what he anticipates uh, the Giants to do. What do the Jets do? And curious to get his thoughts in regard to uh, the Aaron Rodgers situation with the Jets and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, but we're going to continue to take your calls, talk all things NBA. And so uh, let's continue with Richard in Manhattan. Richard, welcome in. How are you doing this afternoon? Hi, Anita. Anita, Cleveland found out how the LA Lakers fe- fe- uh, felt May 8, 1970. So if the way they sounded last night, you could imagine 53 years ago how the garden sounded when Willis came out of the tunnel. But that's New York for you, and especially basketball, because the Knicks fans, when the Knicks are good, there's nothing like it, because basketball is the sport in New York City. Anita, let me ask you a question. If somebody offered you a ticket for Game 6, Nick game at the Garden today, at $2,000, but you have to make the decision because Game 6 may not occur, so you lose the 2000 if they don't play. Would you buy the ticket right now for $2,000? No, because I do believe the Knicks are going to win tomorrow, and then and then I just I think I think the Cavs are... If the Knicks you win tomorrow, I think... For- yeah, I, I think I think if the Knicks if the Knicks win tomorrow, I think the Cavs are done. But if you had to make the decision today, you still wouldn't buy the ticket. No, I wouldn't buy the ticket. Okay, because what again, I six, I think Game Six in the Rangers series, somebody offered you the ticket for a thousand dollars. Game Six. That's no, I think the Rangers. Value. I think the Rangers are going to sweep the Devils. So you wouldn't buy that ticket either. No, I think. I think they're going to sweep the Devils. Okay. <laughs> Richard, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. It's so funny. Richard calls in the show to ask me questions. Um, <laughs> he's so funny. Uh, let's go to Frank. Frank, welcome in. Hey, Anita. How are you? I'm great. So, uh, number one, Joel Embiid should have been tossed out um, – of that game. I, I don't understand the NBA. It was not a basketball play. It's really embarrassing. He should have been out of that. The Nets would have won that, and with him hurt, they would have had a chance to get back in the game, back in the series. That's number one. Number two. Yeah, but here's really but Frank, like really OJ quick. Barrett. Frank, time out, time out, time out. Before you get to number two, you really think the Nets okay. can beat the 76ers in best of seven? You really think so? No. Really? No, I don't, but I think... It, okay. No, I, I mean, I don't so does can, it really matter? But, well, it does because on principle, forget the series. So what happens if some other player does what Embiid does as we go through the playoffs? Who's not as well, if it's, if it's, if it's Draymond does. Green, he's getting suspended. If it's Draymond Green, he's well, getting yeah, because of the track record. Yeah, but that's, you, you know as well as I, that's a bad example because you, everybody knows who he is. Let's just say it's a starter on an NBA team. We could pick anybody, and he does the same thing Embiid does. And if he doesn't, get, he won't get kicked out because if he didn't kick Embiid out, he can't kick out whoever might do it moving forward. It may never happen, but I'm just saying, if it does happen, it's just a bad look, an awful look. He should have gone. My point with Barrett, I really like Barrett, but Barrett, as everyone knows who follows the Knicks, is just not a consistent shooter. 
And that's what is going to prevent him, if he doesn't correct that, to, for being a, a much, much better player. He can do everything else pretty well. Like, you know, he rebounds well. He goes to the basket really, really well. I just don't know if he, at this point in his career if he can find an assistant and change his shot a little because that's really what it takes. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over and expect it to get better. There has to be a change in the way he shoots the ball. And that's a tough get when you're tw- his age, even though he's young, and he wants to, you know, make that next step. That's the difference between him being really, really good player, maybe an all-star, if I could ever say that, and just being a player that's inconsistent from the perimeter. Thanks for Frank, thanks for the phone. Thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, we've we've heard that statement: old dog, you know, can't can't learn new tricks. Uh, but I, I think in the NBA, we've seen it time and time again, right? Like we saw LeBron. Uh, you know, his shooting get better and develop as uh, as as he got older in the NBA. Shaquille O'Neal never learned how to shoot a free throw. He claims his hands are too big for the ball. Okay. You see how big, guys, you see how big Kawhi Leonard's hands are? Have you seen the, the, the photos out there with him and Paul George, like, high-fiving? And, um, and, and the different, do you, have you, like, or there was another photo out there with him on his cell phone? Have you seen the photos? Anyone? Say, Do I have any producer working? Or anybody hey, there? I thought my mic was on. Sorry. <laughs> um, there was a, there's a picture uh, in Sports Illustrated Kids, I want to say around 2011, of Kawhi's hands. You could put a dinner plate on Kawhi's hand. That's how big. And it wasn't blown up. Do we know how old was he? How old was he at 2011? He must have, like, I think he just came out of San Diego State. It was like his rookie year, because that was the whole thing, was he was, you know, this deep, this two-way sensation as a rookie, and they just took a picture of his ginormous hand, and I put it, you know, it was a, literally the size of a dinner plate. That's how ginormous that man's hand Yeah. Are. They're, 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 they're unbelievable. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, just, go, you just go on Twitter and, and Google um, Kawhi Leonard's hands and and they show like this week there's like a, a, a video a, not a video I think a video but also like a photo of him on his cell phone like I don't know how does he even text I have a hard time texting how does he even text I don't know does he text with his pinky like like how does he even do it I don't even know all right we come back we'll kick off hour number two um, we'll continue with your calls. 800-919-3776 also later on tonight 10 o'clock the Grizzlies going up against the Lakers I do want to dive into this. What are you expecting from LeBron James tonight? I want to know. What are you realistically expecting from LeBron James tonight? I want to dive into that next. Right here on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.